Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Edie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Good morning, friends, or midday, or afternoon, or evening, whenever <laughs> you're listening. <laughs> morning for us. We're here with another catch-up episode. Hi, friend. Hi. It's so good to hear your voice. It's so good to hear your voice. We've both been <laughs> all over the place. You were on vacation. I was off the grid on accident. And it's good to finally connect in person because we've been kind of just like two barely ships. keeping tabs. Yeah, yeah, two ships passing in the night, it feels like. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And now you're home in San Antonio. I'm home in San Antonio. Home sweet home. Beautiful. It's and been I'm kind in of Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Bend. I was gonna ask you where mm-hmm. you're at currently. Where in the world it's, is Laura? It's magic. Where in the world? So um, tell me how's about, the weather out there. Okay, it, you go. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I was gonna ask you a question though. So tell okay. me about Bend. I've been super curious. I was chatting oh with a friend God. who lives there. And she was like, obviously, we love it. She's like, it's getting a little, like, touristy, but for, mm-hmm. like, good reason. But how do you feel about Bend? So we just got in yesterday evening, but the two days prior we stayed, first, we spent the afternoon in Redmond, Oregon, which is, like, mm-hmm. 30 minutes outside of Bend, a smaller town. And then we spent, we camped a night in, I'm going to butcher this, but it's, like, Tomalo, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. State Park, where there's a gorgeous river and this rad little spot called bite with like all these food trucks and all these beers and ciders on tap. It was so lovely. And then we kind of just got into Bend yesterday and met my cousin and his wife and their two kids at this really cool restaurant. And we walked around a little bit before that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a river that runs in town and there's uh, they've set up like a man-made like surf spot. So people were out there surfing on their surfboards and it's just like everything I could ever want in one place from what I could tell so far. But I can also tell that it's, and from what people have told me, it's growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. But I can just tell the food scene's incredible. It's, everything seems very, very family friendly. There's like concert going on in the background when we were sitting down to dinner. The downtown area looks great. It's like every other building's a brewery. It seems super cool. So <laughs> I think we're going to go to Farmer's Market tomorrow and explore a little bit more today. We'll probably be here through, so today is Friday. We'll probably stay until Wednesday, and then I think we're going to go off-grid for another couple days and then visit Rusty's dad in Klamath Falls, Oregon after that. So this part of the country, my goodness, is it beautiful. We had plans to like spend some time in Portland and visit some people, but we were both coming off of our time in Washington, just like all three of us just wanted alone time. So we just spent like the entire week in the woods and in, like swimming in rivers and just having a lot of quality time, and that was really needed. So kind of rolling with it clearly <laughs> I know it's amazing it's uh like I know we've talked about some favorite spots on the podcast that you visited mm-hmm. over the lot like over the summer and it feels like just every city that you visit <laughs> becomes a, new, a favorite. new favorite I would say at this point our top three my top three favorites for sure are actually Portland Maine is will always have a special place in my heart it's just too far away mm. to truly consider just because my 
we need to be close. Like my mother-in-law is just lovely and she and Evie have the most special relationship. And ultimately I, our hearts are on the Westish coast with this way. So taking that into account, we really loved Fort Collins, Colorado. We really, really loved Missoula, Montana, and now the Bend, Oregon area, I think are, are th- those are the top three. So I can't wait cool. to see what happens. I know life, right? <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. At this stage in the game, we're still kind of banking on more time in the van, but hopefully kind of deciding where we want our general home base area to be. But just financially, it makes a lot of sense for us to, to stay in this thing for a while and, and feel out areas and kind of feel out career path and life in general. So it feels good knowing we have Homer <laughs> as our home, but we also are ready to like kind of start to narrow down where home base and Homer will be, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. I know... Well, anyways, we've talked a lot about some different factors that go into that. And I'm just excited to see, like, this is one of those things, like, just trusting, I think, right? Like, because I'm sure certain moves that you guys have made or things that you put into motion, like, if they come to fruition or if they don't come to fruition or, like, how those things that are, like, kind of at play play out will probably help make your decision, I'm, I'm sure, a little bit. Absolutely. Um, it's not just me making a decision. There's right, three of us. Right. So we'll see. And it's nice to have the flexibility to kind of try out different areas. So our plan for the summer is probably to come back up here for a chunk of time, maybe to go back out to Missoula for a chunk of time, spend a little bit longer in these areas. But we know we want to be like, there's definitely something, a shift in us when we pulled into Colorado, mm-hmm. like getting back to this part of the country. It just, we didn't realize how how right it is. The East Coast is incredible. Like we, like I said, we love Frederick, Maryland. We love all these different places, Portland, Maine. And those are like our two favorite spots on the East Coast. So we were kind of like, oh, if we're going to be out here, it's between these two. But now we're just, we know that we're called to be this way, energetically, emotionally, family ties, all of it. So, and just like the, the weather, I don't know, the smell, like I'm walking, I'm outside right now because <laughs> the, the house is full where we're, where we're kind of, we're parked and Edie's still sleeping in the van. So I'm out just walking the neighborhood and it smells, it's just like, it's so nostalgic for me. This smell of this like kind of higher desert, a little bit drier, just the trees. It's something that I, it's like, just makes my heart happy. So <laughs> this is where, this is where we'll be somewhere ar- around this part of the country. That's at least, awesome. As well, far as you know, for now. I'm sure I like Tim and I are currently, this happens every year, not to interrupt your storyline here, but it goes along with it. Every single summer, we're like, we've got to leave Texas. Like, it's the worst because it is like brutal here. You guys can't even really be outside, right? Not really. Like this. So the last couple mornings, it's been like 66, 67. I've, I've woken up at like 530, walked the dogs with a sweater on. It was amazing. So that's kind of abnormal. But during the day, like it's climbing up. It's already like almost 80, I think. But it'll continue to climb to like August is probably the worst. End of July, like August, it's like high 90s, 100s. <laughs> so it's really hard to be outside unless... And it's moist, right? Oh my God, it's like <laughs> so moist. I hate that word, but it's like the only thing that accurately describes it. And we were in... So we had vacation in Corpus Christi, which is like the beach. One of the beaches here in Texas. It's where Tim's from. And it's just crazy because it 
So it's humid here in San Antonio, but the closer you get to the coast, the more humid it becomes. Like we were just sweating, but there's also a breeze like from the, from the water. I don't know. It's just, Texas is interesting because you can also go all the way up north to like Dallas, Oklahoma border and it just snows there in the winter. So, and then like you have East Texas where there's like piney woods and then you have like the desert all the way out to the West. It's like, it's just kind of a weird, I mean, it's a lovely place. I love, I'm very proud, a very proud Texan, but also it's like, we're kind of itching to, I don't know. Change it up. Change it up a little bit. We'll so see. So you guys think, I mean, I know you're in summer now, so yeah. of course it's on your radar, but <laughs> realistically, do you think you might leave? I do. I really you do. You guys aren't that necessarily tied to a spot career-wise at this no, point. Not anymore. And so that's kind of the cool thing. Tim's been applying for some remote jobs, which he kind of has one already, but like some more full-time remote jobs. And like, he's kind of doing, he has like some side businesses, some web design stuff going. And so obviously like the freedom for the podcast and beauty counter, like that's amazing. I know we've both talked about that in terms of like the flexibility to like be travel or to be location independent. And so it's on our radar for sure. Like we even looked at houses in a couple different places because I don't know that we necessarily are like, I don't think I could do the nomad thing, but like I could, I could definitely see myself relocating to some. Yeah. And I mean, you guys are renting right now. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, there's no serious ties. There's no, well, besides our family, which that will be hard, but like Tim's mom is like, I'll just go with you guys wherever you go. So we're like, okay, sweet. We'll just find a house with like a mother-in-law sat in the back. (laughs) I'm trying to hint at that with my mother-in-law. Like we'll, we'll find cool houses (laughs) and we'll send them to her. Like, (laughs) look how cool this, this has like two, two units on the property. And, (laughs) but she's like really needs heat, heat. So Mm. I feel like she could do dry, like this dry, dry, cold, dry winter. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So much up in the air. So what if much. we end up in the same place? That'd be amazing. We could record in person every, every That week. would be so great. I was talking to Tim about that because I was like, because you were talking about Missoula and I was like, let's look at Missoula. And so we were, of course, on a realtor, like a, a hopping Friday night is us like pulling up realtor.com and just like exploring houses in different cities. And we were just like, oh my God, this place is gorgeous. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's really cool. We were actually looking at, Tim has, is obsessed with Truckee, but I no offense to Californians. I, I don't feel called to live in California. No, we'll um, never go back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know everyone kind of has their, their different reasons, but I also like, I'm really spoiled by like Texas taxes and business incentives and things. So anyways, he was looking at Reno. Have you ever heard anything about Reno, Nevada? Yeah. My sister went to school there. Oh, did she, and so- it's like, it's really easy to get to Truckee from right. there. She loved it for that reason. Like she's an avid snowboarder and mm-hmm. it's actually from what I can tell, even in the time she was there to now, it's changed drastically. Mm-hmm. Like a really, really cool now. When Even when I went and visited her, like cool food scene, just changing a lot. I mean, there's still like casinos and stuff, which isn't my jam, but, yeah. and that the, it's close enough to Tahoe to get there easily for like a morning. Mm-hmm. She would just go for like half days snowboarding and whatnot. So it's a cool place. I think that's, and it's affordable too, at least right now. <laughs> that's what I, we're looking at. We're looking at affordable. I know it's like finding a like diamond in the rough, but it's like, where is affordable, not too crowded, like a little bit progressive, like maybe has like a new scene on board, but I don't know. Have you, have you guys, do y'all have plans to stop in Utah? 
Because people we do. Told us- I'm hoping actually, Claire from Girls Gone Wad. We've been making a plan to maybe just even take the kids and like not Rusty wouldn't come mm-hmm. while he takes care of some stuff this summer and meet in Moab. Hmm. I had so I did like a big call for like where's your where could you live where would you live if you had one like your favorite place or whatever. So there was lots of Colorado, obviously, and there was lots of Utah, which I've never. I mean, I. It's, not really been on my radar either, but like a bunch of friends have been visiting recently. I'm like, my God, it looks gorgeous. So I don't know. So many options. So many options. So much time, really. Really, (laughs) truthfully. (laughs) Which is nice. I was in a place a little while ago where I was like, I need my like home base. I need, I think because we had just been on the road and like the East Coast wasn't feeling right anymore. Mm. And so we were both, I think just like, where where's this home base going to be? But now that we're back on this side of the country, I'm kind of like, I don't need... I'm I'm okay. I'm so cool to keep like cruising around now that we have a general idea of like the part of the country that's really suits us. Mm-hmm. It's fun to consider like kind of cruising between Pacific Northwest and Montana and Colorado like that. We love those, that area. And so, and we have so many people that are like our, we've got community there. So it's going to be fun to bounce around and then, you know, winters are going to get cold. And so we, we can always go back to Rusty's mom on the central coast of California for the holidays and and have rested from the cold. And so, I mean, and this can, it's all ebbs and flows. This is where we're at right now. So mm-hmm. I love, this is like the only space that I share this kind of stuff because I feel like this community is, is our community. You know, these are our people. And so I don't always share like the intimacies of this journey and like where our heads are at on social media. So I love that we have this space to share this kind of thing. Me too. And we, ha- we can like just go on and on and on about it. I know. <laughs> No one wants to Energy. listen to 2,500 slides on Instagram stories, like, as we chat into totally. the screen about where <laughs> we want to I don't have time live. to share twice. I'd I rather just share here. That's oh, um, the best. And then if you guys want to know the real intimacies of our life currently, come hang out with us in October. <laughs> talk about this retreat. Let's talk about the retreat. Retreat. It's not get, sold out yet. Questions. <laughs> First of all, no, it's not sold out. Second of all, we have not even launched a sign-up yet. So we're hoping to maybe have... The capacity to sign up launch with this episode, but if not, expected by the end of this week when this is airing. Absolutely. And putting that in the universe so that I will manifest the fact that it will be done. <laughs> yes. And the dates are going to be October 19th through the 20th. 18th through the 20th. Yeah. A Friday to Sunday, two nights. Here's what we know. Yes. You're gonna Here's get what some, we're, yeah. You're going to get some really good dry farm wine. Mm-hmm. You're going to take home swag bags of all of our favorite things, Paleo Valley, Four Sigmatic, Beekeepers Naturals, some beauty counter goodies. Some, what other, else? Pos- some other potentials in the works. Yes. We're going to have bold brew, cold brew there that you'll get in the mornings. We'll have incredible meals, lots of time to connect. So the plan is to have some really cool... First off, everyone will arrive Friday. And this is all like tentative, but also pretty set in stone. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have like cocktail hour good wine and light bites. And then everyone will kind of go their ways for the night. And then Saturday morning, we'll have some like mindset work and brunch, like a big, beautiful brunch that we're going to prepare together, which will be so fun to kind of just come together as a community and cook. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Have good cold brew, some movement, and feel free to jump in at any point if I'm missing something. And then we'll explore Santa Barbara, hit the beach, and then have like a really nice, we'll have another kind of cocktail hour and record a podcast with everyone there. And then we're going to go have a really nice 
family dinner out at this a really great restaurant in Santa Barbara on Saturday evening. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And this is all just like the bare bones, but there's going to be far more added. We're just so excited to connect with everyone. Very excited. And we have some some other potential kind of, I don't know, I don't call them speakers, but like people who potentially might be doing some sessions. I potentially might do some Enneagram work there. We are, gosh, what else am I missing? And it's going to be a mixture. I'll probably be doing the mindset, like a mindset talk and kind of practice. Right. And a flow for sure. We'll get to do a a group flow, which I'm super excited about. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a mixture of like, I think what we're visualizing is like, here's the cost for the retreat's going to cover a lot of things. And then some other things are going to kind of like be like independent, independently like, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we'll have like hotel hotel blocks and you guys can kind of like book what makes sense financially. I'm envisioning like, you know, if budget is an issue, like everyone kind of connecting who's going on the retreat and maybe hooking up with roommates if they feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that and just using like everybody that's going to attend the retreat as a, like, kind of like a little mini, like, I don't know, what's the word community within our larger community to yes. just go deeper. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. We'll create a, a smaller Facebook group for everyone going so people can connect ahead of time. That was your idea, which I think is brilliant. So people can like get room, roommates bunk up. So pretty much everything will be included, but you'll just have to get there yourself and then book your your hotel room mm-hmm. yep. at this point it's kind of where we're at and then you know if we're exploring santa barbara we should plan to go there's a place called the funk zone where there's like all these really cool little wine bars and breweries and whatnot like that stuff but like there'll be a couple awesome meals on saturday all included and then some great wine and breakfast on sunday morning and cocktails and light bites on friday evening and we'll just kind of let everyone trickle in at their own pace on friday because under, understanding that some people might not be able to get work off People might get in late. So like the real, the real, real will start Saturday morning to allow people the flexibility to get in whenever it suits them on Friday evening. And then everyone can head home like late Saturday morning and we'll be, or Sunday morning and we'll be, uh, our cups will be so full. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So, <laughs> so excited. Note, if you're interested, again, we're starting to get like a good list. We've had people comment on the show notes or the podcast, or the Instagram posts for our last catch up and then same thing here. And then just keep checking in for the registration to go live. Because I, I truly believe it will sell out. We will be capping it. So try and get on that quick. Yes. 100%. We have a good list going already. So Really good list. I know. I'm and excited. Meg the midwife will be there for oh. sure. She's coming. So that'll be super fun. She's She can't wait. So it'll be great to connect with her in person. And I just, I love it so much. And well, I'm sure that episode will get, the episode we record while we're there will be Real and raw. One of the and, best. Uh, one of the best. Because I, I could say for certain, I think our best episode to date was when we were in person at, at Picnic. Oh, totally. I just loved that one. I love <laughs> that I go back too. And, listen. and we episode. get, like, I mean, obviously we get awesome feedback from you guys about, like, our guests. But you still, to this day, people will be like, I loved this episode, but my favorites are still the catch-up. So I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. And, <laughs> and just, maybe having them every third episode keeps it keeps it like interesting. Yes. So I kind of love that we have two guests and then a catch up because it's like super lighthearted typically. Though we've had some heavy catch up episodes too. Oh yeah. Totes. It's great. It's a mix. All good. It's real life. Real life. And so for this one, we did a call for questions from you guys. I know. And we probably won't be able to get every single one because we don't know how to rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> we don't 
do rapid fire? No. <laughs> rapid fire comes in quote in quotes I know, with, that was with, totally with our request here. <laughs> so we'll try and get through some of them. Maybe hit the ones that are are a little bit more rapid fire. I yeah. keep I get so many questions about night weaning and sleep. So I think we should try and touch on that briefly. Yeah. But do you want to? Do you have anything else you want to share update wise before we dive into Q and A here? No, I don't think so. Nothing big that can't wait. Probably till our next one. I'm really excited about the the rapid fire. So I say let's Me just too. go in. Let's yeah, dive let's in. do it. I feel like the next time we record a catch up, I'll be like circling back into California for a, a pit stop at my mother in law. So we can do like a full. <laughs> I'll have a lot probably to share in terms of we we're in the midst of processing right now, which is why we spent a lot of the last week in the in the woods, just a lot of family time, a lot of you know reflecting on the trip and and processing everything. So uh, I'm sure I'll have more to share when I feel ready and prepared totally. on another episode. 100%. So yes. Hi friends, Laura here with some exciting news. Four Sigmatic has come on as a Modern Mamas podcast sponsor. We are so excited. If you've been following along with my Instagram stories, especially you've seen that I use this stuff every single morning. The Lion's Mane Elixir is my absolute favorite. I add it to my boosted coffee for an extra boost of brain clarity, productivity, and focus that I genuinely did not experience until I started adding this in every day. They also make other elixirs like Rishi for calming, Cordyceps for an energy boost, and Chaga for an immune boost. Along with those elixirs, they also have really cool blends. I love the Lion's Mane and Coffee blend when I travel because I don't have to worry about getting my hands and lips on high quality coffee. I have it ready to go. All you need is hot water, you mix in the blend and you're set. They have caffeine free options as well, like a chai latte and a turmeric latte for gut health and skin glow and all, they have all kinds of incredible blends. I cannot recommend enough that you go check out their website Find whatever mushroom blend is going to fit with your lifestyle and give it a try. The awesome folks at Four Sigmatic have offered our listeners, you guys are special, you get 15% off any order. If you go to foursigmatic.com forward slash modern mamas or simply type in modern mamas, all lowercase, all one word at checkout, you get 15% off. Check it out, see what fits your life, and happy shrooming. Hey friends, Laura and I are so excited to share that we've partnered with Beekeepers Naturals to bring you the latest buzz around some incredible plant-based and healing hive products that we've both absolutely fallen in love with. This company is not only creating hive-based products to solve modern health challenges naturally, but they're doing so with a huge goal to save the bees, which I absolutely adore. You guys know that I'm obsessed with coffee. You also know that I'm always on the lookout for ways to try and cut back. I swear the caffeine-free bee elixir brain fuel works better than any cup of coffee I've ever had at making me feel focused, energized, and actually a lot more even. I also recently took their propolis spray with me during airplane travels and used it as an immune support over the course of my trip. I came back with zero sniffles. The tickle in my throat was totally gone. It is amazing, and I swear by it for immune support. I really also... I'm just kind of low-key obsessed with the Bee Chill Hemp Honey Sticks. They have been incredible for my anxiety. After doing all the things during the day, a honey stick paired with a good meditation makes me feel the chillest. We love this company and their products so much that we've partnered with them to bring you a special discount just for Modern Mamas listeners. Get 15% off your order by visiting beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash Modern Mamas and use the code Modern Mamas at checkout. It's that simple. Okay. That said, let's dive in. Let's do it. I Well, I kind of want to... To start with, like, there's some lighthearted ones. Good, Let's. Like, how about we ease into it with some lighthearted ones? Okay. You, <laughs> okay. you want to ask the first one? Yeah. So share bear. I hopefully we can we can. Oh, these were public. Okay. 
Yeah. So Sharebear79 asks, she she asked a a little bit more complicated question about in-law relationships, and we definitely want to touch on that, but I think we both agreed before we jumped on that that's probably like a whole episode's worth Mm -hmm. of chatting through like boundaries because it's just a really complicated and kind of complex situation. And I think that could even not just be, I think we could encompass it to be like grandparents in general and like extended family in general and not just... Because I know for me personally, my my relationship with my own parents is more complicated than mine with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that that could kind of be, and I feel like that might be the case for a lot of people. You know, it's like one way or the other, grandparents in general, and like extended family in general. It's just an interesting conversation. It is. It's very especially in modern day. Like modern day family is so different than mm-hmm. it was for our you know past generations, and I think that's what makes it more complicated. Is people still have that like innate genetic <laughs> desire to be involved in ways that maybe don't make as much sense. Anyways, we can talk about this later. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Getting deep. And so rapid fire. That was me answering a question we said we aren't going to answer. <laughs> oh boy, we're in trouble. Okay. Yeah. So that one will be saved for another time. That's my succinct yes. answer. Okay. So she also asks a couple quick ones. What are our favorite books to read with our kiddos? Favorite summer activities to do with kiddos and favorite cheap, easy date night. So that's a three-parter. So you go first. Favorite book to read with your Um, kiddos. Favorite book right now is The Gruffalo. I don't know. I cannot remember for the life of me the name of the author, but she does these incredible books. I think she's a female. And they're all, it's like beautiful rhyming. Like they flow almost sing-songy to the point where Evie Evie loves to sing along. She's always like a little bit behind and like the words are not quite right, but she... Anytime there's music on with words or like we're reading a, a sing-songy type book, she follows along with us and it's so rhythmic and there's all these different animals and we, Rusty and I do different voices for the different animals. Like the fox has an English accent. The owl has like a hooty kind of accent. It's fun. The snake like <laughs> extends all the S's and then the mouse. I She likes my mouse better because it's very high pitched, but it's just a really fun book and she asks for it. She says, she's like Ruffalo. So that one's really good. And then there's another one called here we are, I think. And it's beautifully written by this father who wrote it after he had a brand new baby and was like trying to make sense of the world and put it in a way in his own mind, trying to make sense of the world and then trying to kind of like make sense of it for his kid. And so he just kind of like explains in a very beautifully written, simple with cool images and like a little bit of like sarcasm and wit thrown in. Just like, here's the planet. Here's the universe. We don't even know how big it is. Like it's very, (laughs) it's very well written. So I'll link to them in the show notes because that was, I don't know the exact names, but those are our two favorites right now. Awesome. Do you, should I go books and then we'll just go yeah, back and forth? And okay. The next one. So yeah. gosh, we read a lot of books and it's interesting because Bear is getting like Bear can read. And so he has a little bit more in, different interests now than Cammy does. So he's like reading kind of like those little chapter books, but one book series that we all love and just like, I'm telling you guys, it is so entertaining, even for adults. Like, Tim and I just crack ourselves up reading them. Our Elephant and Piggy books, and they've won a bunch of, like, different awards for kids' kids literature. But it's Elephant and Piggy, and they're just hilarious. They really tackle, like, you know, a topic will be like, I'm sad. And then they, they talk about, like, being sad and how it's okay, or, like... Nobody wants to play with me is like another topic. And they, it's just really, really funny. And the actual like drawings and the illustrations and the facial expressions of the characters are what really makes them amazing. So we all love Elephant and Piggy books. Bear 
We have one of those, the the rain one where he's like pissed that it's raining and then, and then (laughs) he's so great. I love them. It's so great. It's so great. And they're just like the two characters play off each other really, really well. And then Bear, like when we get special time, just like him and I to read, sometimes we read a book together as a family. And sometimes like Tim will go sit with Cammie and read like a you know, more age-appropriate book. And then I'll read usually from Harry Potter. And so it's interesting because he's really into Harry Potter. And we have to kind of like, as I go through it, I'm like, is this age-appropriate? But like, everyone in his class is reading Harry Potter currently. And so I'm like, okay. But, you know, he really loves it. So we'll read out of Harry Potter. We don't have the illustrated version, but that's like on my list to get. And I think you guys have the illustrated version, right? We do. We read the first three. We So ever since she was born, we've done like nighttime rusty reads. I nursed and then we put her down and we did the first three illustrated and she would like take have her turn and flip through. But we kind of feel like we need to pop, pump the brakes now. Anyways, the other ones aren't illustrated yet. And also it just starts to get dark. It gets dark. <laughs> so we're we're on the first couple where it's not quite too bad, <laughs> but he is loving that. And then I also... I don't know if Cammie loves it as much as I love it, but we have the She Persisted box set. Have you seen those books? She Persisted? Yes, they're awesome. They're like the little like uh, cardboard ones. Well, we have, they're big ones. I think they come in the cardboard ones oh, too, yeah, but okay. like we got them for her for Christmas um, this past year. And they're just Chelsea really Clinton? cool. Is that yeah, Chelsea Clinton yeah. is the author. We have the big one too. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like really cool. I really enjoy them. And they're not quite as like colorful and quick reads. So for two, three-year-olds, they might be a little bit young, but we're loving that too. Oh, and Everyone Poops is a (laughs) perennial favorite in our house. I think it's just because kids (laughs) like to say poop and see poop and talk about poop. poop. (laughs) All the poop. I love it. That wasn't really rapid fire, but. No, they, we can't. <laughs> we can't. Okay, so talk to me about your favorite summer activities to do with your kiddos. Right now, it's anything water. She's obsessed. Rusty and I are obsessed. We could spend all, like yesterday morning, I woke up early and got some work done. We were staying at a, at a campground, walked across the road to the river, and she will. She loves like, just like running back and forth in it, bear crawling, squatting, splashing, floating. We She did like her first little river float on the rapids, and it's just our favorite. So I think that's why we spent so much time in nature lately is we're, we're all feeling called to the water. So right now it's just, and I, I, I'm not a pool person. I will say it. Like I just, I don't like the smell of chlorine. I don't like crowds. So, and I'm realizing I'm not, I love the ocean as a thing to see and live near and feel grounded by, but not to be in sand. And it's like hard to find shade or whatever, but like rivers are my jam. Rivers and lakes where there's trees everywhere and it's, you know, fresh water and you can just swim and then be and it's my absolute favorite and the pacific northwest is a gem for that so i would say right now it's like river lake play Mm. and hiking but you know they all go hand in hand hike to a river (laughs) best day (laughs) awesome i love that i wish we had more outdoor so in texas it's obviously we've talked about this it's a little bit different like outdoor activities are really hard and the river that runs through here isn't really swimming you know, friendly not, unless not you, especially clean. yeah. <laughs> well, unless you go out like into the hill country once it kind of gets out of town. But we spend a lot of we do do the pool. Our pool is pretty freaking badass. It I'm not seems gonna lie. Awesome. <laughs> it's really yeah. awesome. Like good food options there. We can like kick back and drink a glass of wine. Yeah, like the pool. <laughs> they have alcohol. It's giant. They have like a kitty 
Not that you need alcohol to have a good time, but you know, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's summer. They have like a kiddie pool and they have like a playground and they have a slide. It's just really, really fun. So we buy a membership there every summer and we just pretty much go like all the time. And so that's kind of where we hang out. We also have Splash Pad here in town that is very that's popular. Fun. And it's like, it's this area called the Pearl in San Antonio. If, any, if anyone's ever visited San Antonio, you know what I'm talking about. But there's lots of food. And you can also have, like, you can walk around with, like, cider there. And the kids play. And it's, like, a huge turf area. And so we do a lot of that. But honestly, being limited to inside time, we go to the library a lot. There's, like, Lego time. So I would encourage you. This is another question, too. Like, people... Someone asked about, like, summer things to do when you can't be outside a lot. We really take full advantage of our public library. We do story time. There's a Lego time that Bear loves. Like, they have a really shaded playground. So we'll do a lot of time just, like, perusing. We, we get all of our movies that we let our kids watch. We just check out from the library, which is amazing. And that's, that's kind of what we've been doing on rotation. I love it. Libraries are are amazing. When we were when we've been like on like long trips where we don't know any, it's like boondock, boondocks or whatever in the mm-hmm. middle. No, boondocking is what we do. When it's like just like podunk in the middle or we have no idea where we are, but we need to stop and it's raining. We always just type in library and we'll find whatever local library and they're always amazing. They're always amazing. I mean, or we'll either do playground or, or library and they've been a godsend on with traveling. <laughs> they're so underestimated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, really. And underfunded and underappreciated. Yes, <laughs> totally. 100%. So I, I echo that for sure. Sweet. I love it. Okay. What about, so I don't know, you guys are not like going on dates per se, like in the traditional sense, <laughs> but you do get strategic with your... Alone time. Yeah. So talk to us about your favorite cheap and easy date night. <laughs> well, as you know, if you guys listen to our most recent episode or one of our recent episodes about sex, like I am totally fine talking about that. And I will say like, we've done some, you know, campsites are nice and dark. And so <laughs> if he ever finds out, actually, I don't think he would care. But just recently <laughs> when we were out in the woods, I think we were also craving like intimacy. And so we got her down and she was asleep and it was pitch black and we just like could be a little intimate out by the, <laughs> by the fire, which was amazing. Um, and that was uh, extra special. Felt very primal. So that's one thing that's free. And then like getting in nature, I feel like is one of the, f- the best ways to date on a budget mm-hmm. or for entirely for free. Like we'll, we'll pack some kombucha and some snacks or a cider or whatever. And then and like just be in nature at nap time. That's actually been our favorite way to nap her lately is find like a, again, like a river or a park or whatever with picnic benches. And then our dates right now, our realities there are when she's sleeping or she's included in them. And we do, we are, sometimes we are intentional and sometimes we will give her a show because we're, we're, you know, we're on the road. There's so much activity, whatever. So I remember being the parent who was like, or the woman who was like, I'm never going to give my kid a, a show during a meal at a restaurant. But it's like sometimes actually if I'm spending money on like a nicer lunch or, or dinner, I want to talk to my husband and I want to embrace and enjoy every bite. And we don't have a situation where we have a sitter, you know what I mean? So sometimes our sitter, and I will say it like, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say sometimes she'll watch Daniel Tiger while we enjoy a glass of wine and a meal. And I'm okay with that. We try, we let her go as long as she can enjoying. And she likes to sit at the big girl chair and we like to include her. And in it's not like sit down, here's a show. It's like, okay, let's have family time, family time. And then when she's like, I'm done, then we'll be like, here, it's fine. And not every time, yeah. but, but sometimes for a date, or like I said, when like nap times, the van is our home, it's our bedroom. And so we will find 
places like yesterday, we went to this place called The Bite, um, I mentioned, and we could park literally like I could, if I took two steps, I could have touched the van and we'll keep the AC running, have the baby monitor on. She's sleeping in bed, just like she would in her bedroom. And we shared, we'd been doing like bucha also to keep things more affordable and to not have so much alcohol whenever it's in, in this part of the country. It's like every tap room or brewery has cider and bucha on tap. Mm-hmm. So we do a half and half. And now we've just started asking for them to do it themselves. So we'll pick a bucha, we'll pick a cider and we do 50, 50. And that's been lovely. So we shared a, a bucha cider split and I got some work done. And then I usually try and get like one plus hour of work. And then we just always have at least an hour or so to try and just like be present with each other. And that's what it is for now. But on a budget, I would say either go for hikes, be in nature, pack a picnic in this time of year, especially, or share stuff. So we try to not like show up to restaurants super hungry so we can try multiple things and we just share it. And that saves money as well. It was a very long-winded, non-rapid-fire answer. No, I love it. It's good. And I love that we have two different perspectives to offer because it's like, you know, for us, gosh, date night has also fallen by the wayside. We could just spend a lot of time together during the day currently with our with our work setup. And so it's not, I don't feel like I'm lacking for quality time with Tim, but, you know, there is something to be said about like, getting dressed up, you know, showering, getting changed out of my yoga pants. Not that, you know, it's more for me, like, to feel like, okay, cool. Like, I'm putting on some real makeup and, like, doing my hair. And so we've been trying to make a little bit more of an effort to do, like, at least once a month. I know people aim for, like, once a week. At this stage in our life, that's kind of hard. But, like, we... I just actually pulled up our city's, like, I don't know, I guess it's, like, their Parks and Rec, like, summer plan. But there's—I would encourage you to look at free free concert series because a lot of towns do, like, free concert in the park during the summer. And so if you're really looking for, like, affordable things, that's what I would look at. We also have free— Like, they'll do free movies. Most of them are family movies. So maybe you can't hire a sitter, but you want to do, like, a family date night. They do, like, a big slab cinema, and you just bring your picnic, and you can bring food, and they have, like, food trucks. And you can do, like, a movie that way under the stars. And then we actually do a lot of date nights in because we can't really, like, we rely heavily on family for sitters, and we can't really afford to, like, pay someone at this point. So if we can't get a sitter, we're like, do we're going all out at home so we'll like order in with like uber eats and pick something that we really really wanted to like try or we'll we'll have our own drink so that we save money on that like make norcal margaritas or whatever and then we'll just like rent a movie because like i don't know sometimes it's just nice to slow down be at home in your own pajamas you're speaking of the choir i'm craving like sometimes i just that's all we want (laughs) yes i mean it's magical and so that's kind of what's been on our agenda for the summer because since we've been kind of out of our routine and you know we can't do a lot of the outdoor stuff and we just kind of pick the things that we can do that are in the evening you know or it's not so crazy hot and just roll with it i love it there's some sort of yard tool going in the background hopefully it's not <laughs> obnoxious i can't believe real it. life okay good <laughs> i love all of that and especially the concert thing that's brilliant because even in a lot of the places that we've stopped there's always like signs up in coffee shops or breweries like free music all summer, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I swear there's free music everywhere. Mm-hmm. We went to a park in Redmond, Oregon, and they had like free music. There's a concert. This band came down from Seattle. It was amazing. And then also like a gorgeous playground and vendors and all that. So totally. Gosh, there's so many options so about much. just kind of getting creative. And, and I think, so when we were visiting 
Colorado, we stayed at Claire from Girls Gone Wild again. We stayed at her house and they were out of town. But she was like following along with my stories. And she told me, she was like, I love watching you enjoy my home because it's giving me such a new appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, I I just feel like sometimes when we're in a place for a long time, we lose sight of like all the cool things that are available. Yes. And so it's kind of just like reimagining your your hometown. Mm -hmm. And there's places that I never would have expected to be like so cool. They're actually so awesome when seen through kind of a unique light of like a visitor, you know? Absolutely. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yes. 100%. Sweet. Okay. Do you want to... <laughs> one question. You want a question down. That was a three-part. <laughs> so this one is a little bit more, not necessarily lighthearted, but do you want to tackle the one about maternity leave? Yeah, I think that's okay. a great one. And I, I also want to direct people to listen to the episode with Katie Collins. Mm-hmm. It's just so powerful and no one can speak to this the way she can, but I still think it'd be great for us to touch on it. Yeah, because we each have our own personal experiences. Yeah. So, Root and Branch Nutrition, hey girl, hey, has Hi, friend. so many <laughs> questions lately on maternity leave. So, I, we, Laura and I both know her, and she is expecting her first, so I can imagine this is on her mind. So, she wants to know, you know, when to start maternity leave, how to approach your employer if you want to take more unpaid time than what's allotted to you, in air quotes, what to do if you want to extend it, what to do if you don't want to go back at all, and... Yeah, she said she does know we have a whole whole episode on this, but she's curious about our experiences. Yeah, because I feel like that episode was pretty, gosh, I don't know when we even recorded that about, we recorded a lot. And there's another question about like working from home and that kind of the guilt around that. Mm -hmm. And I think we can just for that one direct you to the episode on like mom guilt. And we also did one on working from home Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just like working moms. Mm -hmm. But for this one, gosh, my first my first thought, like the first thing that came to mind was, I think it's important to go into that decision similarly to going into labor and delivery and motherhood in general. And that like having a plan that you hope for, but also understanding that like things can shift and change. And so maybe also having a backup plan for like if you don't want to go back, what, th- what that would look like. Can you maybe like kind of crunching some numbers ahead of time, knowing that, especially if that's on your radar, like I might not want to go back. I think it's a lot easier. <laughs> you have a lot more headspace and rest to kind of crunch the numbers and talk that through with your partner ahead of time and see if it's feasible mm-hmm. so that you know that that could be an option and what you need to do in order to make that happen versus Having it on your radar, but not like addressing it Mm -hmm. and especially not communicating that to a partner because that's a hard surprise for a partner when there's a newborn in the mix and all of a sudden money becomes that much more real Mm -hmm. and finances because now it's there's a whole nother body. Mm -hmm. So I think crunching those numbers and talking that through ahead of time as a potential option if that's on your radar and then also, you know, kind of coming up with different potential times you could go back and talking that through with your employer, what that could look like. If some of it's full-time pay, then you get to leave. And then maybe some of it's like state disability. And then maybe some of it's unpaid, but still time away. Kind of seeing what your options are there. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide postpartum. Like, hey, I feel great. I'm ready. We're really well set up with childcare and all that. Like, I want to go back at however many weeks or months. Or like, I'm not quite ready yet, but can I still keep my job? Like, all those things are important to just have have the options and understand what that will look like financially and mentally and emotionally. I mean, you can't fully know mentally and emotionally how you're going to feel, but like having the option set up so you know what, what you can do. Absolutely. 
I I mean, you just kind of took the words out of my mouth because that's what that's what I did essentially. With both of ours, I took the full 12 weeks that were allotted to us through FMLA. And I spent, from the moment we found out that we were pregnant, I, because we didn't get, I think, so we had short-term disability coverage and they pay you, I think it's different for everything, but they pay you a percentage of your like normal salary or whatever it is that you get paid for like a certain amount of time. I think it's like six weeks or four weeks for like what they would consider a like normal. I'm doing air quotes here. This is not, this is what they say, like a normal, uncomplicated vaginal birth. And then you can get extensions if you, you know, for instance, go through something like a C-section that requires maybe a little bit more healing time. And so I just really, really dove deep into our finances. I knew what we needed, like having a budget, like really, really knowing where your money's coming from and what you use it on, where you can cut back on certain things and what you really need to cover the amount of time that you want to be off is huge. So I just took that. I knew what I was going to be getting from short-term disability. And then I knew what is the, what did that leave me with for the next 12 weeks and made sure that I was just like stockpiling money when, when I could. You know, I know that's not necessarily an option for everybody, but if, if, if anything, like, you know, I cut back on, gosh, there was a couple of things that we just got rid of, like cable and, you know, some other just like extra expenses. And then again, I just want to echo what, what Laura said. I really sat down with Tim and talked about, this is more so after Kami, because you're right, Laura, like you don't really know what to expect postpartum going into it, especially with your first. And I, of course, we've talked about this on the podcast, had a lot of postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, you know, wasn't sleeping. So gosh, in hindsight, I wish I could have taken a little bit more time after Bear's birth to just heal myself mentally and physically, but that's neither here nor there. With Cammie, I was like, okay, I want full on maximum leave amount time. And I took it and I took what was within my rights to take. The tricky thing is, I think it depends on your relationship with your employer. Because I know at that point, I could have gone to my employer, you know, at 12 weeks and been like, can I please have more X amount of weeks if I hadn't really needed it to come back. And I, I'm pretty confident they would have worked with me on that or allowed me to come back part-time or whatever. But, you know, some, depending on your relationship with your employer, you may not have that freedom or that, that relationship to ask for more. And unfortunately, I, you know, I don't really think they have to give it to you because they're also running a business and all that stuff. So if this is something, if you think that you don't want to go back, I would explore optimizing other streams of of income. <laughs> and I know that Kim in particular has is a nutritional therapy practitioner. So she has a business yeah. that she could really pour into. And I know she's doing that. And really, again, talking with your spouse, what does a realistic timeline look like? What do I have to make up in this this other income stream in order to get me out of my job? I know that sounds that sounds you know what I mean? Am I rambling? <laughs> no, absolutely. That makes all the sense in the world. And, and also like a timeline because mm-hmm. the reality is when you're immediately postpartum, you're not going to be able to pour yourself in most mm-hmm. people. I can't, I can't make super generalizations, yes. but 
I know personally, I did not want to pour myself into anything but the podcast, which is funny, but I mm-hmm. think that's because the podcast supported me just as much as it might support our listeners. <laughs> so right. kind of just making sure maybe you're putting in some work ahead of time, but also not stressing yourself too much during pregnancy. There's like so many things to think about, but just kind of like, I think the best advice I could possibly give is just to talk to your partner because making sure that you guys are on similar pages, that the conversation's going, all that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because then there's another, there's another, there's a whole other like element a to it. Sounding board. Yeah. There's a whole other element to it. And like, it's just, you need your partner in that conversation. And also like, you know, if you're going, if your initial plan is to go back to work and you've got, you've got to have childcare lined up. Is your mm-hmm. partner going to be doing that? Are you going to be taking your baby to friends or family or, you know, daycare? And then also weighing in like, okay, if I stay home, like, am I going to stay at home with the baby or am I going to stay home and work while the baby's still in daycare? Like there's just a lot of things to consider and there's many mm-hmm. ways to make it work, I think, but it's got to make sense to your family unit Absolutely. and your sanity. Yes. And your heart. Yes. <laughs> oh totally. gosh. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that was good. That was good. Do you want to do... I know. Um, so maybe just people... the sleep one, because I okay. keep getting questions about that. Yeah. So, and I, you could probably, you know, speak to this too, just in general, like sleep. What are your experiences? Did y'all sleep train, nurse to sleep, bed share? And that's from just another farmer foodie who I've connected with online. She's lovely. And I can speak to that because we're kind of in it right now. We have a 14, 13 month old and we're still bed sharing. Some of that is because of the van setup. But we went into this already bed sharing and it's been really wonderful for us. I honestly, I enjoy it. And I think I've talked to some friends about this. I think because my, my days are so full because I do, you know, work from home or work on the road or whatever. I'm just like, am I, I'm kind of just going all day. And so I love that time with her most of the time. <laughs> Last night, it took a long time to get her down and I was done. But most of the time, like we, but I, you know, we just kind of fall asleep together at this point too. Like it's not a lot of like getting her down and having, and then leaving the van. We kind of just all fall asleep together, which is right now I'm loving. And then I also have the the joy of having Rusty sleep in with her. Like she's still asleep right now and it's after 8.30. And so I get a lot of alone time in the morning, but we did Nightwing. And that was a huge game changer for us. Like, I don't know that I would still want to be, it was like the nursing at night that made co-sleeping a little bit tougher. It's the reason why we did it in the first place, because for simplicity purposes, like it was really lovely to be able to just roll over and nurse her. But then we got to the point when she was about 16, 17 months old, where I was like, okay, I, I feel done. And also she felt ready. I could just tell something had shifted. And so around 17 months, we night weaned and it happened by me for about three days ahead of time, letting her know. Hey, Evie, you know, and then uh, starting in a few days, there's going to be no more milk at night and you can have milk before bed and you can have milk in the morning. And I just told her for like a few days. And then I, before bed, I said, okay, tonight's the night. This is the last milk until morning. She woke up one time and cried a little bit. And I was like, no, you know, you can have milk in the morning. And that was it. It was actually very simple. And still to this day, like last night, she actually woke up at three. And I think she was just processing like a big day. We were on the move a lot. We met with family for the first time in a while and it was just kind of intense. So I think she was doing a little bit of processing. And so she, and, and, you know, she'll ask for milk first and I say no milk. And then she had a cry and then went back to sleep. So I nurse her before bed, not necessarily to sleep. I nurse her and then pop, she pops off and then we lay together and she falls asleep. And then in the morning I nurse her about, it has to be like after five. That's my thing. So anytime after five, this morning it was at six and then she falls back asleep and then I hop out of bed and start my day. And that's worked really, really well for us. And I don't, we bought her a toddler hammock. So our thought is like, as we continue the conversation with her, depending on how long we're in the van, we might switch her to that. 
she thinks it's pretty cool right now. I don't know how safe it is yet for her <laughs> well, because she moves around. So that's where we're at. And I would also say like, she's a relatively easy child to sleep with. She likes to spoon a little bit, but she's not the kind of kid that like goes perpendicular in bed. I see that all the time. And I think it's so funny, but probably so hard. So that definitely makes things a little bit less of a challenge for us. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I, we enjoy it and it's working well for us, but I think that's the most important thing to take away is that it's working well for us. So kind of deciding what works best for every individual family and kid and relationship is most important. So 100%. that's kind of where I'm at there. Yeah. I love that. How about you? No, I love that because that's kind of always been my mantra with, with, okay. With bear is a completely different situation. I was just, ah, I just had no clue what I was doing. Not, in a, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, just more like I look back at my, my past self and I just want to like hug her and be like, it is okay. Like he can sleep in your arms and it's not going to like ruin your child to like nurse yeah. him, like nurse him to sleep. Well, like it's gosh, you know? I just don't understand why that I understand how important it is it can be to like sleep train and sleep coach for the purposes of like you need your sleep and you know, for whatever the reason is. But that one that one kind of breaks my heart, the whole like if you hold your kid you're at spoiling. night or sleep with your kid, yeah. you're you're gonna ruin them or spoil yeah. them or that one that one hurts my heart a little bit. It hurts my heart too, because I also had, so I had two completely different experiences. And I will say I, on vacation this past week, the kiddo slept in this like little cot tent that our, my husband's brother had for like camping. It's just like basically a tent that's a cot. I don't know if you've seen that, but they, there was a double person one and we had it in our room, like right beside our bed. And they did okay, but Cammie and Bear one night ended up in bed with me. Tim was sleeping on the couch. It was just like, you know, we're off our sleep game, but like, that was hard. (laughs) Because Cammie definitely is one that's like perpendicular. She was like kicking me in the face all night long, and so was Bear, and it was just not ideal. But we did it, and I would say, like, I would be able to, like, probably do that until it didn't work for us anymore. But my experience was with Bear, I had—we got no sleep. We—I mean, it's just crazy. And I—at the time, I thought, this is just normal. Like, I know we're not supposed to sleep at night. Like, this is what everyone told me. Like, this is normal. But now having, like, a different experience to compare it to, I realized it was pretty intense. So, like, we would put him down literally— and we tried to we tried to bed share. We tried everything. We tried literally everything. He just was like he just had a hard time for various reasons. And we did a whole episode on sleep, FYI, many moons ago. Like, like I don't want to say it was probably like episode ten or something. And I share a lot about my experience. But I ended up winning a gentle sleep coach package when Bear was like eight months old. And at this point, like we were still waking up multiple times a week or multiple times at night. And I was back to work full time. And I was, I was literally, I, I I was not in a good place, not in a good place at all. And so we won that. It was just like the greatest blessing. And I had, I was really, what's the word? Really critical of sleep training. I'm doing air quotes too, because, you know, we all go into this the idea of sleep training with like preconceived notions of what that looks like. And I have to say that my experience was amazing. It truly was gentle. 
at that point, I had never heard of like the aware parenting or crying in arms. And so that was not information that I was like armed with. But our approach really worked amazing. Everyone felt heard. I never felt like I was like abandoning Bear. And, you know, it was just the perfect thing for our family. He ended up sleeping through the night, probably for the first time around like eight or nine months. And it was a game changer. And it, and it worked for us. And I still continued to nurse him at night occasionally until he didn't need it anymore. So that was something that like just kind of happened naturally for us. And then with Camille, at that point, I was so like literally the the gentle sleep coaching was so life-changing for me that I had gone through the whole sleep training, the sleep coaching course myself, just because I wanted the information. Like I just felt like I needed to know all there was to know about infant sleep and like why the things that they do that I didn't really understand as a first-time parent, like you know, cluster feeding or why do they feed at night? Cause I thought like babies were supposed to sleep at night. Like what the heck? Like all these like very normal, natural things that infants do, I was fighting against and I got to learn all about why. And so with Camille, I told myself, I'm going to hold her when she wants to be held. I'm going to let her nap in my arms. I'm going to co-sleep with her if, she, if that was what feels right for us. I am going to nurse her until she doesn't want to nurse anymore. Like I'm not going to fight these like natural things that I felt were right. I'm just going to see what happens. And I did. And she was the best sleeper. (laughs) We co-slept for like maybe 18 months or so. She transitioned easily from my arms to napping in her own crib. She, you know, moved easily into her brother's room in her crib. And now they share bunk beds. Like there's a magic in trusting that part of the process and not fighting against it. But I like, it's just what worked for us. And again, I want to echo, like if it wasn't working for us, I probably would have explored other options, but it did work for us. So that's my long, long, long winded answer to a question that really has so many complexities. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, then that's the thing. I I remember like we went through a hard patch and we tried slope sleep coaching and we did an episode on this where it like brought me to tears because it just wasn't for us and it did not work. And I remember in those moments, just wanting an answer. And there is not one. I think the best answer, and this is so arbitrary and like uh, some people probably roll their eyes at it, but it's like truly, truly to listen to your gut, what feels right. And that is hard to get, to get to, especially when you're sleep deprived and stressed and maybe it's causing like strife with your partner, but like really just sitting down and, and taking time to like, think like what, what feels the most right to you and for your kid and with your partner and trying to do that. (laughs) And then if that's not it, the beautiful thing is, is you can always audible and you can try what else, what, what, what other option feels right until you find the one that feels right and also is right. Right. And that's the hard thing about being a mom. I mean, there's many hard things, but like one of the hardest things for me personally was like, who am I as a mom? Mm-hmm. Not who is Laura and how should I be more like Laura or who mm-hmm. is, you know, Kirsten and how can I be more like her? It's like, we constantly are bombarded with these messages. Like you need to sleep train, don't sleep train. You need to co-sleep, don't, don't co-sleep nurse. But you know, it's okay. Like to do all, it's just like conflicting 24 yeah. seven. And I think the the magic of a question like this is like, exactly what you said like who are you when you tune out all the outside noise like what Mm -hmm. feels right what where's the magical moments with your kids like do you enjoy 
Is it magic when you're co-sleeping and you get to look at your little one's face? Or is it magic when you get a full night's sleep and no one's touching you? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then you wake up to that happy baby who's like, ah, some kids sleep so much better alone. And they wake up happier. And I get that. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is like, this is an industry. Motherhood is becoming, it's an industry. So Mm -hmm. everyone wants to make money, which I understand. And it doesn't mean that they're coming at offering insight or education or their services for money. I don't think they're doing it just for the money because what they have to share works for some moms, but it doesn't work for every mom. But the way that it's laid out and the verbiage used is oftentimes I have the answer for you because that's how we market, (laughs) right? That's marketing Mm -hmm. like one-on-one. You express your service as if it is the thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I respect that and I appreciate that, but I think we have to come at all of these services and mindsets and approaches from this perspective of, yes, it's coming from a good place. There's a desire to help moms, but it might not be the help that I need in my Mm -hmm. unique situation. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes when when we, if we approach those services or reach out to a coach and it doesn't work, there can be maybe a feeling of like, I failed in some way. I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it well enough or hard enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that just like has this whole spiral of mom guilt and it's just not productive. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And that's like, it's also you, you know, for instance, like you didn't have a great experience, not, not that you didn't have a great experience with your, the sleep person, but like, it just didn't work for you. But it's not to say that like, I I could still say you, yeah, you should try it if it feels like it's right for you or like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's. And a friend recommended her to me and she worked wonders for that friend. And Mm -hmm. it's like, and her baby was waking up happier than ever and rested and and my baby wouldn't look us in the eyes. <laughs> so it's just like every kid is just so different in their needs. And that is, that's just the reality of life. And all we can do is turn in, tune into ourselves and our needs. And then also our babies. Yes. And that's, that's the whole other, not tricky part, but like the, the, the loose element is like, I don't know. You still, you have a whole nother person to consider. And yeah. who is this person? Because I have two completely different kids. I mean, oh my gosh. 100% so different. different. And like we tried to co- like bed share with Bear and he was not a happy camper at all. He was definitely the kid once we finally figured out like how to support him with sleep. I mean, just wants to sleep in his own bed. <laughs> and Camille's like, she just, you know, she's a snuggler and it's just, it's fun to watch that unfold. But like, there is magic when you tune into yourself and then you just allow your kids to be who they are. Absolutely. And I feel like it's such in the grand scheme of things. One thing that I've kind of just embraced is like, we we're 90% sure we want another kid, but like, what if we don't? Mm-hmm. And even if we did have another kid, we would never have this opportunity back to snuggle every single night with this child. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really in a, pl- in a place now where I'm super trying to embrace it and, most nights and most naps, I'm like, man, this is, this is a special time in my day where I don't have a choice but to slow down. And that's also why I've started kind of adding to the updates, but like I've started a phone fast. So like 5.30 or 6, by 6 o'clock, my phone is in airplane mode and out of reach. If I want photos or whatnot, like Rusty takes them. And that's kind of, you know, like maybe a few photos to share special moments or whatever, but it's been so freeing. And it also allows me to go into bedtime wound down versus like just answering an email and then trying to get her down. My brain is just going. So just like understanding that she's not going to be in our bed when she's 
19 <laughs> or probably even when she's three. And this is it in the grand scheme of her life and our relationship as her parents. It just feels so biologically normal for us to sleep this way and we're embracing it right now. And so, but, but also for some people like, like you, everyone sleeps way better when they're in their own bed and then you get to cherish, maybe you're bracing more time in the mornings when you haven't seen them mm-hmm. for 12 hours. And now you get that special time where I'm like, okay, now it's 6am and I'm ready to not have you touch me. So <laughs> and I get that time alone, you know? So it's like, we, the reality is we all need alone time mm-hmm. and we all need connection and family time. So it's just a matter of like, when, when do you get each? Yes. And for me, I get it first thing in the morning, alone time for some it's, it's in the nighttime when they're sleeping or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it all balances out. <laughs> it does. It really does. It's, it is, it's beautiful, but you have to let it right. Like, ah, yes, I just, Still kind of like, yes, (laughs) give yourself space and grace. And I still, like I said, I look back at my, myself (laughs) with bear and I just, oh, but everything happens for a reason. And I was, well, I take that back. Not everything. That's kind of like a cliche term, but this, the the reason that happened for a reason. Yes. The, the reason that's on my mind is because Elena Haber, Grayson and Thews, one of our favorite humans. She shared a passage from The Awakened Family that I just actually ordered. And I would, just off of her recommendation, would recommend it to anyone. But it was talking, it was this little excerpt, and it was like, your strong-willed child is teaching you how to release control. Your, you know, shy, I'm really, really paraphrasing this. Your shy child is teaching you how to, like, be more in tune. Like, it's all these things, like these different personalities, these different characteristics of our children that mm. are are serving us, like, I mean, just teaching us so many things that we didn't know that we needed. And like, when I look at Bear's experience, I'm like, I really needed to learn to let go of control. I came from a place of disordered eating and, you know, exercise, like, dysfunction relationship. Like, everything about my life was control. And how do I have control over this and it was like boom like a bomb mm-hmm. <laughs> like went off with that but it's necessary it was necessary like those little spirits choose us for those reasons mm-hmm. like it's all it's it's all connected they pick it really us is. it really <laughs> is i believe that 100 so i love it well i feel um, like that was kind of a good question to end this episode on and then we have more to add but I feel like that was kind of like a powerful way to wrap just yeah. because all of that question in and of itself encompasses so much of the questions that are just surrounding motherhood in general. Mm-hmm. 100%. And we can all, if you guys like the question and answer stuff, let us know. We can do more because this was yeah, fun. Absolutely. I love it. I love like first half catch up, second half questions. Yeah, totally. It's just for us, it's a matter of like, we could probably talk for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. We do I not have it. that problem where we can't no. think of things to say. Fill the hour. Sweet. Well, guys, find the sign up link stay tuned. Like, you know, on Instagram, I think you can set to like get notifications from specific accounts and maybe do that at least for the time being for Modern Mama. So you can find out right away when the registration launches for our retreat and let us know if you're interested. If you want to be there, we'll add you to our list. And what else? Uh, In case you don't know what that is, it's Modern Mama's podcast on Instagram. That's it. Simple. One word, small. Super easy. Super easy. And if you like the Q and A's, also let us know in comments for this post because we like doing them. So we want to make sure we're giving you what you like, but also doing what we enjoy. <laughs> yes. A little balance of both. <laughs> A little balance of both. Both, And also topic suggestions, experts. If you guys have, we love it when a listener reaches out and recommends a guest. 
that's my favorite personally mm-hmm. versus like when we have people reach out to us and say, Hey, we'd love to come on, which is cool. I love that. But also I love when it's a third party, someone who's invested in the podcast and sees the potential of, uh, of, you know, someone to offer a unique insight that maybe hasn't been touched on. So if you have insights onto who we could interview and if you have connections, we are all ears for that. Mm-hmm. 100%. We can't wait to meet you guys in, in October or if we know you already see you again, it's going to be amazing. And I was just, I'm saying with my cousin, who's from Santa Barbara and his wife was saying that that October is the most glorious month in Santa Barbara. So, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Go into the, into the holiday, fall, winter season with one gorgeous weekend in Santa Barbara with a wonderful woman. This is going to be female only, women only. You do not need to be a mom. I think we should clarify that. Yes, you Just do not need community. to be a mom. You need to be female, at least, you know, that, that there's a whole conversation with that. But like, identify, <laughs> identify as a female. <laughs> no children are welcome. Just women together. No children are welcome. We sound so horrible. (laughs) No kids. (laughs) I mean, we love them. I'm sure we'll spend half the time talking about them. Yes. But they don't get to come. (laughs) (laughs) At least to the, like, day-to-day thing i mean yeah. i guess technically I mean, if, if you're in the family to yeah. santa barbara and like they, they you get a hotel room and the fa- whole family comes awesome that's a very good clarification thank yes. you for that <laughs> yes. you can make it a family trip for sure but like the the cocktail hour and the dinner and like the stuff the time when we're connecting and recording and loving each other that's going to be just just as women yes and not because we don't like, like the lord said we no. love children. i don't want to get any emails being like you hate children <laughs> we obviously no. care very deeply about children but we want this as a special time to connect. Yes, which is why we're calling it a retreat. Yeah. Not that you need to retreat from your kids, but sometimes we need a break from all the things in life, you know? Why do we always feel like we have to clarify? I feel like someone's going to send us an angry message. <laughs> we, we love we've kids. We've pretty well thus far. Yeah. <laughs> we clearly love kids. We just talked about them for pretty much an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. All right, friend. Well, this has been fun. Thank you guys for listening. Yes. Um. We didn't read any reviews this time because time crunch and we wanted to answer your questions, but we'll get back to that on our next catch up. And please subscribe, rate, review. We love you. We're so grateful for the support and the spreading of this podcast thing. Yes, ma'am. You guys go forth and have a great week. And prosper. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, friends. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.